sharing. The title is a question. What is the truth? What is the truth? The Apostle Paul commanded the the Bereans, but also the Thessalonians for their love and readiness and willingness to receive the word of God. To the Thessalonians, don't worry about the, the reference. I'm just reading this for you. It's not our main scripture. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. I'm reading. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. We receive the word of God. We believe in the word of God, not as the word of man, but as the word of God, which it actually is. What is the truth? You see, when the word of God was given, the Bible says the word of God is settled in heaven. Our sister Chrissy said that again. It's settled in heaven. The Apostle Peter says that their testimony was not based on cleverly, cunningly devised tricks. That's my word, tricks. Fables. You know what fab a fable is? It's an unreal story. In particular, in the animal world, animals are talking because they want to convey a message. That happened with uh, Jean de La Fontaine, the French writer. You know, Fable de La Fontaine, heard of that? The crow and the fox, all those kind of stuff. Those are fables because animals cannot talk. So, idols cannot talk. The Apostle Peter says, their testimony was not based on, fairy on tales, but on the precious, the permanent word of God. Because the things they were talking about, passing on to us, they were eyewitnesses of those things. All of them say that. John says the same. He said, at the Mount of Transfiguration, we were there. At the baptism, when we heard the voice, we were there. Not cleverly fabricated tricks and philosophy. That's the word of God in which you and me believe in. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 16. Easy to remember? 32 divided by 2, 16. Exodus. When the word of God was given, on, written on tablet, on tablet to Moses, the Bible says God himself wrote that. That's where the Bible is coming from. The word of God came on earth, written by God himself with his finger, because it came from heaven 
And then God began to develop and to explain and add and add and add and explain what was already given until we have it today in this form. Praise the Lord, the word of God. Not cunningly devised tricks. Few facts. I learned yesterday that as of October 2019, the whole Bible or and the new or the New Testament, the whole Bible and the New Testament and portions of the Bible have been translated in about 3,300 languages in this world. And uh, I saw some amazing pictures of people traveling in helicopters, in small planes, just to distribute the Bible today. In the ship, in boat, on, 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 on bikes to distribute the Bible. You know what happened when man first landed on the moon? They had a Bible, a New Testament given by the Gideons and they read about God. When I consider the moon, the stars, what God did on the moon. The Bible. Many people have sought to destroy the Bible. Many people. But many of the critics and skeptics have themselves in the end been convinced by the Bible and believe in it. Saul of Tarsus, Josh McDowell, have you heard of him? Who traveled to Israel in order to disprove the Bible. At the end of the mission, he believed in the Bible. Have you heard of this one of the greatest, greatest magicians in America who sought to replicate the miracles of Jesus Christ? And he said, I can try everything, not resurrection. And he became a believer. So many of them. Bright people. Intelligent people. C.S. Lewis. Many of them. Great mathematicians have believed in, this, in the Bible. Blaise Pascal said, I know only two intelligent people. Those who recognize that they are sinners. And those who repent to the Savior. But that's the man who invented the calculus probabilities and stuff. Complicated differential stuff. All the theories used today in insurance companies. Very bright man. Those people came to discover the wonder in the Bible. Do you know how many people we cannot count? Because we don't know all of them who have died defending the truth. Just yesterday I learned here in England of that lady, forget the name, I don't know if my crew remember the name because we watched that together. Here in England, the Bible, when they started to produce them, were so expensive that a lady worked because she worked in the house of a very wealthy man and she discovered a Bible then. When she was cleaning, she spent time reading the Bible and she said, I'm going to save up to buy one. And she worked for years 
to save up to buy a Bible. She had enough money, but to get the Bible, there was one bishop who was selling them. She had to walk on foot 40 kilometers to obtain, to get a Bible. And when she finally got there, the sailor said, unfortunately, you are too late. They've all gone. She was so discouraged. And by the way, the money she had was still not enough. So she was so dismayed and discouraged. And the sailor was moved with compassion and said, I have one. My best friend has bought one, but he forgot to take it. He's going to come back to take it, but I'm giving it to you. She took that Bible, went and read that Bible for all her life. And her story was communicated in the community. And the man who sold the Bible to her thought that, oh, if that's the case, then we need to do a little bit more. That's how the Bible Society's movement started. And her Bible is still on display until today. And all around the world, Bible societies, as a result of one person loving the Bible. Friends, we're taking this for granted today. In our house, in our home, we have tens of Bibles. How many versions on your mobile phone? How many versions do you have? People have died for that. For the Bible. And the Lord God is faithful. I believe that the Lord is keeping this country not because we are good. The Lord is faithful. The testimony of our forefather is so great. The Lord remembers. The Lord is faithful. And the devil will not win. We need to be praying that the Lord will revive the love and the effect of the Bible in this country. In Madagascar, when missionaries went there to distribute the Bible, the president did not like it and started destroying the Bible. And the villagers went to hide Bibles somewhere, but the police were searching for them and found them. But there's only one Bible left and hidden somewhere, and when the police found it, the villagers were so desperate for that Bible. And they ran to the police and they say, you know what? That Bible is infected. Someone had a great idea before hiding the Bible to spill on it some blood. And say someone died with tuberculosis. So if you touch it, you will be infected. And the policemen were scared. Just to do whatever they could to preserve the Bible. And when the missionaries came from here and went to Madagascar many years after, they found 5,000 converted to Christianity in that village. People have done astonishing things for the Bible. We need to play our partition. <laughs> we need to play our partition in this age. What is your partition? Why are we here as believers and followers of Jesus Christ? Now, for such a time as this, what is your partition? Well, we learn of uh, 
ladies who were arrested for reading the Bible for their belief and kept in a cave, stony cave. What they did, they let the name grow. And they wrote with the name, resist on stones. Resist. It took them a lot of time. But that's where they only comfort every day. They look at us and resist with their nails. And that part has now been taken and put somewhere in a museum. Friends, people have done things out of love for Christ. And I'm convinced that you know more story than me. Because you are from this country. About the Bible. This is a blessed country, I'm telling you. Do not give in into despair or desperation. I don't know which one. Because of the devil. The word of God stands. People are still getting saved. In Muslim countries, we hear amazing testimonies of what God is doing there. Even here, people are getting saved. The Bible. It is our responsibility to make sure that we are a channel by which the Bible does its work. Either talking about it or offering it, giving it away. You know, we have opportunities where nobody will be offended if you give a Bible, a New Testament, a good DVD, a book, etc. during Easter, Christmas. People are not offended when you do that. Because we saw in tears, in the hope that one day, they will look into it. And we will reap when we find ourselves before the Lord. We were praying yesterday and we were led to pray for the future monarch in this country. It's not all lost. Remember in Judah what we say last time? For about half a century there were ungodly kings. Ammon and then Manasseh. For about half a century. But then the Lord raised up Josiah, who became a king at eight. Eight. And the Lord raised up prophets, godly people, Zephaniah, Jeremiah. And there was revival in Judah. Pray for the future king of this country. Begin to pray now that the Lord will communicate his vision, open his eyes. As William Tyndale prayed before dying, Lord, open the eyes of the king. And later on, what happened? He was the king who commissioned a translation of the Bible. His prayer was answered. Pray, 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 pray. We are in a mission for God. What is the truth? Let's do our first reading in John chapter 8 good place to start when we talk about the truth. John chapter 8 verse 31 to 36. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? 
Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. From this passage, we easily understand that the bondage the Lord is talking about here, the freedom the Lord is talking about here, is freedom from sin. No one can deliver themselves from the power of sin. It took God, his only begotten son. When John the Baptist introduced Jesus Christ, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. No other way. That's what the Lord is saying here. You see, people are searching for truth in religion. I've heard people saying that there is truth in every religion. Every religion has its truth. The fact that people believe something does not make it true. The Bible is not true because I choose to believe it. No. Because a billion of people follow one religion does not make it true. You see, truth has each criteria. In a court of law, before reaching the verdict, you know what the judge does? The judge is assessing allegations against a set of objective criteria. Whatever people may say, the judge has a clear guideline, set of objective criteria, which will allow him to reach a verdict. Regardless of what people are trying to say, the judge is not distracted. He's just looking and assessing against his set of criteria. They are objectives. If he reaches a subjective conclusion, he himself can be arrested. That is the truth. Truth is objective. It's not subjective. You don't decrete truth. No. Truth is natural. Truth is truth in essence. It's natural, it's objective, and it's unique. In every area of life, truth is permanent. Truth does not change. And according to Jesus Christ, that is the truth that will set people free. His truth. Remember, he himself is the truth. Now, let's move to our main reading. 
John chapter 18. John chapter 18. And we read only two verses. John chapter 18. We read from verse 38, 37 to 38. John 18, 37 to 38. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, what is the truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. Amen. Remember what I've told you? Pilate was a judge. He's reached a verdict. No guilty fully innocent. After his own assessment, very learned, high-level judge, what is the truth? Why, well, they must have had a very good conversation. And he reached the conclusion that I find no fault. He must have tested that with very thorough, objective criteria as to how to assess the truth. And he came to the conclusion that indeed Christ came to bear witness to the truth. That's why Christ came on the, in this world, to bear witness to the truth. Because lies is everywhere. And the whole world is under the sway of the enemy the father of light. And Christ came to bear witness to the truth. And he said, those who are of him, those who follow him, are of the truth. So we have chosen the better part. We are on the side of the truth. Do not hesitate Grow in the truth. Grow in the knowledge of the truth of God, regardless of what is going on around you. Stick and persevere and grow in the truth. Jesus Christ prayed to the Father, sanctify them with your word, with your truth. Your word is truth. The word of God is the truth. Why? Are Christians being tossed to and fro, still searching for the truth? Christians forsaking the faith even, leaving the church, betraying the Bible and Jesus Christ himself in search of the truth. How sad. How tragic. Now, if you're looking for a definition for the truth, I cannot give you one. Try it for yourself and see if you can find one. 
an easy definition. It's very difficult to define the truth. It is very difficult to define what truth is in isolation. That's the problem. You can't look at the reality and say, this is a truth. You can't look at a product and say, this is a genuine product. It can be counterfeit. Difficult to look at something and say, this is the truth. Very difficult. It can be fake. Doesn't the devil himself disguise as an angel of light to deceive? Many people are worshiping angels today. How do you know he's of God? Where is the basis for that in the Bible? But it looks nice, looks genuine. I conclude that you cannot define truth in isolation. In order for you to define or to identify truth, you have to confront it with something else. And that something else is what I call a lie disguised as truth. Remember what the Lord says regarding the wheat and the taste? That's where I'm coming from. Very difficult to identify very difficult. Let them grow and you will see. That's what I'm saying. Very difficult to look at the reality and say, this is the truth. No. The truth needs to be tested and tested thoroughly and intensely. The truth needs to be tested and, and confronted to something else. I say this. It is better, the truth is better identified when confronted with a lie that is disguised as a truth. In any area of life, truth remains absolute. The court of law, I've said that already. The truth never changes. The truth is permanent. The biblical truth is eternal. doesn't change. The wages of sin is death. does not change. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. does not change. Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. does not change. He is the way, the truth, and the life. does not change. No one comes to the Father except through. does not change. does not change. The judgment is coming. There is hell. Jesus Christ mentioned it. The Gehenna does not change. Whether I like it or not, whether it's inconvenient or politically incorrect, doesn't change the nature of the truth. What is the truth? Pilate asked the question. Very learned man. What is the truth? He was troubled. The Lord spoke to him. He became insecure in his knowledge. And declare that there is no fault in this man. That's the Lord in whom you and me believe in. Do not be impressed or distracted by world religion. Baseless. They all have two things in common. Number one, they all have an earthly and worldly priesthood. And headquarters. 
they all have, they all proclaim salvation by work. All of them. But we have a high priest of things to come who is in heaven. We are his royal priesthood. He is the high priest of things to come. According to the order of Melchizedek. <laughs> Let's not go there. Jesus Christ is our priesthood. In heaven. Our headquarter in heaven. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does the word say? Man is intrinsically good. And can self-improve even. You go in America, almost every American thinks that is good enough to go to heaven. But we seem to see a different picture. It is appointed for men to die once after this the judgment. The word say, no. You may come back as an ant. May come back as a rat. If you don't love rats, come back as a rat. A Hindu teacher once, once said in a debate, you may come back as a snake. And someone asked him, do I, do I have a choice? When I come back, why should, I, should it be a snake? The Hindu scholar say, you, you, may, you may come back as a good snake. And the Christian debater say, what is a good snake? Well, if, if you were a man beating up your wife, you will come back as a wife so that you will be beaten. Perpetuation of evil, no hope. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What religion say? Every religion has its truth. They say it's like a mountain you can climb from either side, provided you get to the top. In French, there is the expression that says, tout chemin mène à Rome. Do you say that? All road leads to Rome. Maybe, but only one leads to God, Jesus Christ. There's no other name that has been given by which we should be saved. There's only one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself in ransom. For the redemption of our soul is costly. He took God, his son, no other way. Why did not Jesus Christ pray to the Father, if there is any other way, provide, do it. No, there's none. You have to go through that. That's the only way. The Lord told Pilate, for this cause I come in the world to bear witness to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Everyone who is of the truth loves the voice of the shepherd. Hear his voice. And will by no means follow a stranger. They will flee from a stranger because they do not know a stranger. 
How can I be, can I be a Christian and follow deceivers? How is that possible? Do I really have the truth of God in me? The Bible says no. Jesus Christ said his followers will by no means follow a stranger, a hireling. No. Because they know the shepherd, they know their voice, and they follow him. Remember in the book of Revelation, they are those who follow the lamb wherever he goes. The truth is not subjective. It is unique. The Lord Jesus Christ revealed to us that truth is unique. Truth is personal. He has and he is the truth. The truth is that God created the heaven and the earth. The truth is that God created man and woman and put them in the garden of Eden, forbidding them to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The truth is that God said to them, you shall not eat, for the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 to 5, then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Lie. You will be like God. Lie. You will not die. Lie. And that's what you see in every religion. You will not die. The Bible speaks of the second death. What do you find in religions? Reincarnation. Purgatory. You will be purged. You will pay. If your good deed outweighs your bad deed, then you will be saved. You will go to heaven. You will spend some time somewhere, and then you will be purged and purified. You see that? It's the same perpetuation of the lie. You will not die. Yet the Bible speaks of the second death. The second death. I was thinking yesterday about something. Death. The Lord God has the final say on everyone's life. He knows when we will leave this tent here. So, which role does the enemy play then? Because the enemy provokes accidents and sicknesses and people die. If God has the final say on our life, what's the problem then? Why do we pray when we are sick? If he's going to decide anyway, those are difficult and tricky questions, isn't it? No, they are not. They are easy. 
Easy. Because if the enemy can provoke an accident or a calamity, he has no power on our soul, on our destiny. Physical death is not the end. Jesus Christ says this. Do not fear he who can destroy. That's Jesus talking. This body and cannot do anything after that. That's why I'm saying it's easy. The devil can. We can die in an accident. We can. We can die if we are careless about something. But the devil can only do up to what God allows him to do. Job. Job. He wanted to destroy. That wasn't God's purpose. But yet Jesus Christ gives us a very good reservation there. So that we are clear on these things. You see, if death comes by any means... If it comes, you should fear he who can destroy both this body and send people to in the Gehenna. God has the power over everything. The power of the enemy is limited. That understanding gives us peace and delivers us from the fear of death. Permanent fear of death. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And Jesus Christ came also to deliver those who were every day fearful of death. The Bible says, every day fearful of death. But once you've been reconciled with God... You've made peace with God. Your life is secure in the Lord's hand, regardless of what happened on this earth. We are pilgrims, passengers, sojourners on this earth. The heroes of faith, the Bible says, they all died in Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. They all died in faith. As you fight the good fight of faith, keep it. Keep the faith. Run looking unto Jesus. Do not be discouraged. Remember that beautiful song. We're keeping the light of those who fell, left the torch down, and we're picking it up, and we continue as well, running. You are the people of God. You are a partner in God's mission with him for salvation. To proclaim that one day you were going this way, and God changed the direction. You can give a testimony of what you were before because a Christian has a past, a present, and a glorious future. 
A Christian can testify, I was going this way and give evidence for that. And other people can testify where God has took, took us from. And you can tell yourself that God is true. His word, I responded to him. He entered in my heart and he changed it. Do you know how many people have been delivered from fear by God? I was sleeping when I wasn't a believer. Sleeping. Always. Nightmare. Nightmares. As if we had a contract with nightmares. Always fearing when sleeping. Nightmares all the time. Well, proper nightmares. But now, I'm telling you, I don't know how many people sleep like me. Even babies don't sleep like me. I sleep when I want to sleep. My family can tell you. I sleep when I want to sleep. The Bible says, I will lay down and sleep for you alone. Give me safety. Delivered. I was delivered from cigarettes. Delivered in one day. One day. No therapy. No. No program. No. One day. Because the preacher said, if you think that there is something God cannot do, write it down. And pray with me while reaping it and see if God cannot. And I say, what's the point of me receiving Christ and I'm going to smoke this evening because it's cold. And I was writing cigarettes and reaping and praying. And went forward and knelt down and started praying. And as I was praying and I was in tears. And I began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit led me. And the preachers tell 500 people sitting there, stand up and pray for this man. It is his day. Let him. Everybody had gone back on their seats. It was only me crying and praying in tongues for the first time. That's what the Lord did in my life. And went for a baptism course for one, one year and was baptized. The Lord never disappointed me. Never. Never. In difficult time, he is with me. He is with me. In uncertainty, he is with me. And I love him. And he sustains me. And you. You can say the same. Every one of us can come here and say the same. It is your story. This is my story. This is my song. It is your story. Say it. It's your story. No one can deny what the Lord has done in your life. Love him without reservation. The wages of sin is death. Every human being needs God's salvation in order to be restored in God's eternal plan of redemption. It is appointed unto man to die once, and after death, there is no second opportunity for salvation. There's no opportunity for salvation. No. After we leave, this body is finished. The time to make peace with God. The day of salvation is today. Let us not play with fire. Friend, you see, we've got into the familiarity. Hi, brother. There is a seat here. There's one here. And welcome. Thanks for joining us. There is no other opportunity 
its own lie. To make people feel comfortable so that they can live however they want to live. But one day, we will give an account to God by the man he has chosen, Jesus Christ. I'm standing here this morning. Am I preaching or am I teaching? I think I am exhorting this morning. I am encouraging you to continue. To continue to believe with the Lord. Regardless of what happened, continue with God. One day, you will see your blessed Savior and fall at his feet. When we prayed yesterday for, for the queen here, we prayed that her and her husband, if they haven't done so, they will not leave this world without Christ. How beautiful it will be on that day if the queen falls before the Lord and bring her crown before him and say, thank you, you made me this before the king of kings. I told you this story of uh, a good brother who happened to be serving at the private house of the queen, had the privilege to be with them in a private chapel, and had the privilege to see the queen kneeling down. And the brother said, oh, Christ is the king of kings. Christ is the king of kings. And we prayed for the queen. That on that day, the Lord will say, enter in the joy of your master, good and faithful servant, before she leaves this earth. There's no salvation in any other name other than Jesus Christ. Now, on the cross, Jesus Christ cried out, it is finished. It is finished. You know the word in Greek? Don't you? Tetelestai, is it? I prefer teleo. But both are right. It speaks of a reality in the past that produced effect now. It is finished. Finished. Whoever believes in Christ is saved because he shed his blood on the cross. It is finished. You don't need to pay for it. You see, in world religions, people are forced to do something, to pay. Remember? Worldly priesthood and salvation, salvation by works. That's not the biblical truth. The Lord has provided. It is free for everybody. Come as you are. He will receive you. And he will begin the work of changing you into more Christ-likeness. Godliness is evidence of a changed life. In contrast to all this truth, you find other things. You know, people have names. English, I've told you so many times, is a beautiful language. You don't trust me. Have you heard of something called white lies? 
Have you heard of something called half-truth? It's in English, if you don't know. The Bible speaks in terms of truth, not white lies. Not half-truth. The truth that saves is all about our soul and eternity. Christ says, I am the truth and the life. And he demonstrated because he died and rose again. And Paul says, I have received first of all that which I also received. That in the same night where he was, he was delivered and betrayed, the Lord took bread, broke it, gave to them and said, take it and eat, for this is my body broken for you. That's the first Holy Supper. Without death and resurrection of Christ, there is no Holy Supper. And because we died and rose again with Christ, therefore we should live in newness of life. There is no new life in Christ without death and resurrection of Christ. And we were baptized in his death and resurrection. Do you understand? So Christianity stands or falls upon the death and resurrection of Christ. Historical, objective, factual facts. Evidence. That your faith will not be based on sinking sense. That's the truth we're talking about here. And Pontius Pilate understood that. That's the biblical truth. What is the truth? In Catholicism, there is a denial of the efficacy of Jesus Christ's finished work. The Catholic mass is a central thing there where someone with special powers and credentials is able to transform the wine and the bread into the actual body and blood of Christ. All the time, a sacrifice is done. Now, the Bible says Christ entered once for all with his own blood in the tabernacle of God. It is finished. Tetelestai, teleo, finished, paid in full. If you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you are secured eternally. You will not come to judgment. Billions of people believing in something does not make it right. Jehovah's Witnesses deny that Jesus Christ died on the cross by insisting that one must be a member of the Watchtower Society and obey the law of God and serve the Watchtower Society. Fake. Falsehood. Cunningly divide fable. 144,000 believers mentioned in Revelation one of the Watchtower Society's president said, those are the Jehovah Witnesses, but now they are in a million. Mormonism denied the efficacy of Jesus Christ's finished work by adding their own perceived righteousness and work to their ungodly salvation process. Beside the Bible, they have the Book of the Mormon, the Pearl of Great Price, the so many other books beside the Bible. False hope. 
Islam, they see Jesus as nothing more than a prophet, second to their own prophet. Deny that he died and say Judas died, was crucified on his behalf. Deny that God has no son. What does the Bible say? He who denies the son and the father, that is the very spirit of the Antichrist. It is in the book of John. Blame the Bible. I can see some of you begin to be, don't go there. I'm just quoting the Bible. Some churches themselves deny the finished work of Christ by accommodating people, feel good. The church is transformed into a social club for people to feel good. It doesn't matter God is good. That's denying the need for repentance. That's denying the need of calling people to repentance. Truth is not relative, it is absolute. In his conversation with Pilate, the Lord reveals that he is a king. But his kingdom consists of bearing witness to God's truth. It's a different kind of kingdom and kingship. It's a kingdom of righteousness and justice. As opposed to kingdom dominion. It's the truth about God's creation, human sinful condition, and the need for a savior. His kingdom is a kingdom of truth and righteousness, which is built on absolute truth. Absolute truth. And that truth is being dispensed today through the church, which is the body of Christ, both the pillar and the ground of the truth. The church. If then the light and the truth that is in us becomes darkness. Tasteless, another good word in English. Tasteless. How big will darkness be? If the, the light that is in us, the truth of God, is given up, is betrayed, how big will darkness be in this world? You are the hope. You are light in this world. Salt and light. A city built on a hill that everyone should see. Let God be glorified through our deeds. We are a city built on a hill. We cannot hide ourselves. Let's shine by our lives that people will glorify Christ. Shine with your neighbor even though some of them are impossible. Shine with your wife, shine with your husband, shine for your children, shine in the society. Show that there is another way of living. Therefore, the church must not trade its truth against a lie, but must contend earnestly for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. You say if it's true, it's probably fake. If it's new, it's probably fake. This faith was passed down once for all by those who have gone before us, our forefathers. Read in Hebrews 11. Read in history, the testimony of the church. 
we are playing now. It's our turn to play our partition. When we depart, we depart. But let's play our partition now. You are living stones in the building up of the household of God. Praise the Lord for each one of you. And you are precious. Don't be discouraged. It's tough. It's difficult. Sometimes in relationship. Sometimes in the work. Some people work in Christian ministries, etc. It's not always easy, but it's okay. It's okay. Carry on. It's not meant to be easy, but run looking unto Jesus Christ. There is a reward one day. Pray without ceasing. Pray for those who preach the word. Pray for those who serve. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for the lost. Pray, pray, pray. You may not see it now, but one day you will reap because we saw in Jesus. We learn of William Tinder when he went. His friend stood up after him to preserve the work he had done. And they worked. And we learn from history that his work formed 85% of the King James Version. Yes, the Lord had opened the eyes of the king. He did not live to see that one day. We saw in tears. The word of God is settled in heaven and his truth endures forever. He has passed the test. The word has passed the test of scrutiny from critics. The word of God has passed. A belief is not necessarily true because people believe in it. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is historical fact and undeniable. Without Christ's death and resurrection, there's no salvation, there's no baptism, there's no holy supper, there's no newness of life, there's no hope for resurrection. The biblical truth is beautifully summarized in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4, Christ died for our sin according to the scripture and rose again according to the scripture. In him, salvation is proclaimed. For I delivered to you first that, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. All consistent with what was foretold by the prophet of old. The Lord prayed for us to the Father that the Father should sanctify us by his word which is the truth. Jesus Christ answered to Pilate saying, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. The truth is on the Lord's side and nowhere else. In 1877, Francis a wrote a song called Who is on the Lord's side? Who will serve the king? In verse 4 of the song, she said, Fierce may be the conflict. Strong may be the foe. But the king's own army, none can overthrow. Round his standard ranging, 
victory is secure. For his truth unchanging makes the triumph sure. For his truth unchanging makes the triumph sure. Joyfully enlisting by thy grace divine, we are on the Lord's side. Savior, we are thine. Let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you for your truth that endures forever. We bless you, Lord, for the life of Christ in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oh, Lord, blessed Savior, good and great shepherd, hold our hand, Lord, when we are tired and weary. Show us heaven. May your word shine in our heart, O oh Lord, we pray. May we see the wonder. May we remain true and faithful to the one who died for us. Faithful and true are you, O oh Lord. We bless you, O oh Son of Righteousness. May you shine, Lord, in our heart, Lord, every day, Lord. May you chase away any darkness, Lord, in us. May you strengthen us, Lord, that we may run the race that is set before us, Lord looking unto you. Blessed Redeemer, help us, Lord. Like the heroes and the forefathers of old, Lord, that we may die in faith when that day come. Oh, be raptured, Lord, when you come. Strengthen us, blessed Redeemer, we pray. Father God, I pray for each and every one of us, Lord. Strengthen those who are tired, Lord, running this, this race of faith, Lord. Help us, Lord, we pray. Fill us, Lord. Renew us, Lord. Clothe us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit of promise, Lord, we pray. For by ourselves, Lord, we can do nothing. For it is not by might nor by, 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 by strength, but by your Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to continue to persevere in faith until you come, Lord. We pray for this church. Preserve us, Lord, from the spirit of error that is coming, sweeping this world, Lord, we pray. Help us, Lord. Protect us against, Lord, infiltration, Lord. May your truth dwell, Lord. May you teach us every day, Lord. May you, Lord, raise teachers. May you raise among us evangelists. May you stir up, Lord. Quicken our spirit, Lord, that, Lord, we may fulfill your purpose, Lord. May your word produce the fruit. May your word fulfill the purpose for which you send it, Lord, in our heart. Lord, we pray for each and every one. Encourage us, Lord, from within by your Holy Spirit that we may continue, that we may persevere, that we may continue to believe in you, Lord. Bless our young people. Bless our children. Bless our senior people, Lord. Bless us all, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.